Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And as I say on every episode, we have a great show for you today because we have the Olsen Bros Band coming on. They're doing some really great things out there um, within the music world, and we're excited to have them on. And we've got one of them on now. We've got another one coming on later, so be on the lookout for that. But we, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Happy <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I about messed up. It's funny, you know. When you're, even though we're live, you just never know where it's going to go. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't ask his name." And I, so I'm like, "Because uh, I say so and so." How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's all good. You know, it's it's down there in the corner. You're right, Isaac Olson. We're good. <laughs> uh, there it is. Yeah, and you know, I like to have fun. You know, if I had to be serious all the time for this show, I'd quit. Because you know what, this life is so short, and this year's proved how short it really is. And if I can't have fun, then I don't want to do it. To be honest. Absolutely. And speaking of short, hopefully next year I won't have to start the show out like this. Um, but I do this year because of what's going on. So how has COVID affected you musically? And what are you doing to maneuver through it? Oh, just uh, it's affected us like completely. You know, we're, we're based out of Washington State. And uh, we've gone from playing hundreds of shows in a year to just not playing at all. You know, we also... Like we play in Nashville and stuff also, but uh, like up in the Northwest where we make all our like real money and that's mm. just nothing completely shut down, but it, it is what it is. We're just, we're, con we're continuing to write, me and my brother, and he's down in Nashville a lot of the time and he would fly back and forth and I would fly back and forth, but mm. it's just, um, we're writing on FaceTime nowadays and- uh, <laughs> Different. And it actually works uh, pretty good for us. We we wrote an album that's like one of our best ones yet, I think. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it, it has uh, like a single that's doing the best that we've ever done, you know, on it. And it works for us because he does most of the guitar playing and I think of lyrics. And so if we were both trying to play guitar over FaceTime, that wouldn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> now I have seen... You know, a lot of churches, they've mastered this to where they're each in their own homes and they got the guitar player. They got the other instruments. They got the singer. They And they're all on and they're all somehow have got the rhythm down. Really? And live. I've seen that on uh, quite a bit of churches have been able to pull that off. That's crazy. I I didn't think that would be possible. It's like <laughs> got the delay. I, I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> I have to look that up. <laughs> so I don't know what they're using to do that, but they've pulled, they've there have been a lot of um, churches not, that have done that. You don't think that they're like doing it ahead of time and editing it together? That's I don't know. That's hard for me to believe with all that <laughs> with all that lag and stuff. It's hard to get a conversation sometimes, you know. <laughs> Let alone sing a whole song with people, but maybe. And and you know. Um, for us, you know, the coronavirus, too, I remember when we first started the show, it was like, we, you know, we thought January 3rd, we're launching. We had this goal in mind of 100 interviews first year. And then COVID happens. And I'm sitting there like, OK, um, I'm always looking for opportunity, no matter yeah. what I do. And I'm like, you know, as bad as as COVID is, it's like, you know what? There's a silver lining here, at least for us. Mm -hmm. You know, all the artists are going to need a place to talk. 
because of yeah. everything being shut down. And artists that normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might consider a show like ours. It's like, you know what? We'll just bump it up and just see what we can do. And because of that, we're over 260 interviews this year. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, so, that's super cool. Now the goal is 300. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sound like you're doing awesome. And that, that Sasquatch shirt, you know, did you wear that just to just to do, uh, for the Northwest guys interviewing here? <laughs> Not, I, it was what's clean right now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no thought in it whatsoever. We're honored to be able to be on your show. You interviewing, I don't like uh Randy Travis, all that stuff. So thanks for asking us. It's cool. Well, we're definitely proud to have you on because again, although we have big names too coming on, we're still a show that supports the rising artists. And we'll yeah. always be a show that supports the rising artists. Not that we won't have big artists coming on, because as you know, we got Lee Bryce coming on. Well, that but, helps support the, the rising artists, you know, exactly. the you can grow your listenership. <laughs> exactly. And to be honest, I've had some people upset with us for getting some of the big artists on. And I'm like, look, this helps us grow so that we we give more th more viewership for the smaller artists. It's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us y'all's backstory a little bit, you know, because I like to get to know the artists, not just the music. So how did y'all become the band and stuff? Well, uh, me and my brother, we started the band after we went off to college. We'd always done things together, like playing sports and all that. And then we we started writing songs. We won a national songwriting competition. The Texaco Country Showdown. Oh, wow. and we won $5,000, a trip down to Nashville, and they they introduced us at the Opry and and stuff like that, which was super cool. And so then we, we thought maybe we'll start doing this because it, it was one of the first songs we wrote. It's called Sunrise. And <laughs> and so then we just continued to write and <laughs> I don't know, met, met our bass player on Craigslist, and he's been with us for years now. And yeah, it's been it's been good. That is awesome. About so, to open up for a lot of big name acts, you know. It's, it's been and that's cool. the, and that's important because you know opening up for the bigger acts helps y'all out because now y'all can pull some of their 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 fans into your fans. Just getting in front of big crowds, you know, then <laughs> tend to tend to hear our music and like it. <clears throat> exactly. So, what would you say is something unusual about y'all? that people wouldn't know? Um, well, there's there's a lot of things that, <laughs> you know, me and, that are unusual. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have, we've been, we've just been together, like me and my brother, I mean, we're brothers, so we lived our whole lives together. We used to do musicals. We, we saved a kid's life one time uh, that was eight years old. He was in a oh, sinking, wow. sinking car. That was kind of cool we went to state and doubles tennis in high school so um, <laughs> those are some interesting facts i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool so you know a lot of people will ask what age did you know you want to do music but i like to go deeper than that what age did it click that this could be a career and what was that moment um well 
Yeah, we did choirs and that kind of stuff always and band and all that together. But um, I think we thought it could be a career when we won that national songwriting competition, won $5,000. Because, you know, to be a career, you have to be successful and make some money. And, you know, that, that was one. Hey, $5,000 is $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> we felt pretty good about that. <clears throat> So who's been some of your influences growing up? Uh, well, when I was getting into country music, I really liked uh, Dirks Bentley and just kind of stuff I was hearing on the radio around that time was like Florida Georgian Line. You know, <laughs> I like them. And uh, let's see. I, li I really like such a bad rap out there. I tell you, and we like them, too. But they get such a bad rap. Yeah. You know, I, I liked their... They're right when they came out, I felt like they had some really good songs and I was really into it, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of, my influences change and that kind of thing, but like Randy Travis, a big yeah, I love him. You know, um, all that kind of stuff. And also like, you know, I really love Jason Aldean, but then artists kind of change, you know, and like Jason Aldean's new stuff isn't necessarily my favorite, but you know, I just switch around. <laughs> so it's like you go up and down like a roller coaster here. <laughs> I'm not tied down, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's country. If you think back, you know, through the years of country music, even the Johnny Cash days, um, we've read a lot of articles and stuff where it talked about that um, even in Johnny Cash's days, that that people mocked him and said he was going to destroy country music. So, you know, it's always yeah. been that way. <laughs> I'm not saying people are destroying country music. <laughs> like, I'm not complaining. Like, Jason Aldean can do whatever he wants. I don't have yeah. to, you know, like it. I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to complain exactly. about it. So how are you doing? I'm good. Sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry I'm late. I kind of got the time. <laughs> Stupid time makes the time zone thing, but then um, I'm here now. I'm, I'm sorry, I made you guys wait, but hopefully he's Isaac's making it. He's, he's going, he's, he's thinking, oh, Isaac's already talking smack about Jason Aldean. Great. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, we just like to have fun on our show. You know, again, you know, life is short. You don't want to really be serious all the time. And I want yeah. our show to have fun. And you know what? We have fun on the show. My wife is with our little one right now, so she can't really be on. You know, but sometimes she is, sometimes she's not. But is it still is the Chris and Sandy show? But right now it's the Chris show. <laughs> yeah. Chris show right now. It was the Isaac and Chris show, but now. <laughs> so, um, as you know. Um, one thing I like to talk about on our show that I don't think gets talked about enough out there. Um, people see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get their level, but to, even at a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because nobody else talks about that. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk about it because it's important that people know the rawness, the truth. And I'm going to tell a quick story that helped guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full time with music. And I remember I asked Allison, what advice would she give an up and coming artist? And I'll never forget what she said. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time. But if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of me, if you can see yourself doing something else, 
Go do that and keep music as a hobby. She says, the moment you want it to be a career, everybody owns a piece of you, whether you like it or not, from that point on. She goes, your friends and relatives, they never understand because they invite you to weekends, to getaways, to holidays, to, um, to weddings. But when you're at the beginning of your career, you, you're, you can't say no to a gig and you for sure don't want to be an artist that cancels gigs with all the people and all that's on the line. And she says, friends and relatives who have nine to five jobs, they don't understand that because you're a 24 seven business. It's not like be, um, being a nine to fiver. Then your family has to sacrifice on you because they got to let you go when you, you got gigs all over. So they have to let you go. So they have to sacrifice. Then if that's not enough, I mean, she's like throwing all this out. And then she added, and there's days where you just feel miserable and you just don't want to, to be on that stage, but you have to because you, you, you know, it's your responsibility. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you all think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it a little bit. Um. Well, you want to go first, sir? Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I would agree that, like, you know, with my with my girlfriend, like, she invites me to go to like a wedding or something with her, like in the summer when we're just playing like four or five times, and it's always on the weekends, you know, and she has a job. So then, I like you don't see your family sometimes as much as you would want to that's that's tough and then yeah you can't say no to a gig or you you can if i don't want to play a gig i'll just quote it really high but then sometimes they end up saying yes and you <laughs> you got to do it <laughs> but um yeah i it's like and and making it to this point in our career like where we can make a living is is something like that most people are are never able to do. Like when we started out, you make make. Yeah. The only reason he's able to quote quote high is because we played shows for two hundred dollars over and over, like full band shows, exactly. stuff like that. You know, and free. We played, and and we went out and busked on the street for a week for free at, at the beginning, like yeah. just because you know. So that you know, at the it's, I, I would say it's it's. It gets you easier. Have have passion for it. That's for sure. You have, to, <laughs> you have to want it. Yeah, yeah. Because like literally starting out, I mean, in music is got to got to be one of the hardest, difficult paths because you can't really earn a living. You definitely can't like right out the gates. There's no. It's like there's no way. Like yeah. I mean, it, so you have to kind of build that up and and um to where you can. And it took us a few years and then. And we were able to do it, but it was only because we were we just nonstop, yeah, nonstop playing and playing, and we were losing our voices and stuff, um, playing like th four or five gigs in like three days or something, and like um, <laughs> just running ourselves into the ground. But it, we enjoyed it; we loved doing it. So, and, and, and we really miss right now is that we haven't been able to do that. We we kind of missed out on the. I mean, as most artists, this summer. Uh, everybody had to cancel their tours and stuff, and that was super disappointing for us. So right now, it's almost it, it feels in a way to me like we're back, not back at square one because we've been writing all this music and, and recording, and and we still have this incredible fan base able to hit up online. But like 
in a way like square one with like we can't it's hard to get book shows and stuff like that and it, and it just feels a little bit like that but hopefully it'll bounce back soon to where we're able to get out and play some bigger gigs and stuff yeah i think it will and i'm glad that you are talking about this because again you know I, I want fans to understand one thing this is not a, you know if you hear people say you know especially when this whole pandemic started happening you hear people say well they just get a real job and and the, and fans a lot of times people and not necessarily fans fans understand it but people outside of that who could be fans one day they they don't get that you have sacrificed so much so much time it's not like you can just go get a regular job this is yeah your well, what would we do <laughs> I, mean, I mean like but like when you put years and years into something and you worked hard at it and it it's like if we did that now it's, it would be like almost you know throwing away years of work and, and you know yeah exactly and i love that <laughs> And, you know, now that we talked about a little bit of sacrifice side, let's go the other way and talk about the glory side that everybody sees. What are a couple moments where you look back on your career and you're like, wow, we got to do that? Opening up for Dwight Yoakam in a oh, wow. stadium full of people. That was pretty awesome. That was like our first arena gig, yeah. And, and it was just <laughs> like, you go out on stage and, and you, like, I've never seen, like, yeah, that many people in seats and like, it, it was, yeah. What else were you gonna say? Sorry. <laughs> well, just like planet festivals with some of the artists that you admire and like opening up for Craig Morgan and that kind of thing. But yeah. You know, it's like, and then like after that arena show and some of the other ones, it's like, we just still feel like, I mean, regular guys. And obviously we're not like, huge worldwide stars or anything like that but like everybody coming up and like buying our cds and like just getting meeting like hundreds of people and taking mm -hmm. pictures and stuff that definitely feels like not real <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what's been the craziest moment that a fan has done huh one time some a fan jumped up on the stage at a bar and took Luke's cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. Ran, Ran off. Security had to chase him down. I was just like, what just happened? Um, <laughs> girls jumping on stage is always fun. <laughs> you know, I remember we asked that question to somebody a while back, and I remember the answer they gave us was that they were playing – and they could see out the corner of eyes somebody coming up by the stage, and they knew something was happening. Next thing they know, their speakers went full blast. The the guy apparently felt like he couldn't hear it, so he just took oh, it apart himself to go turn the speakers up by, on himself. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, you always get those fans that come up and like suggest, like, "Oh, it should be louder or quieter in the bars," you know. But I've never, we've never had people take it into their own hands like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Sandy here now. Yes. Hey, <laughs> okay. finally got the toddler to sleep. Hi. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I know how that could be. <laughs> so, um. If y'all, you know, as you know, a lot of times people see the artists and 
they don't see the team behind them. They don't see PR people. They don't see managers, producers, any of that. And I don't think that that side gets enough love out there because there's so much that they do behind the scenes that, that people will never see. And I always said on my show that I don't care if an artist has the team of one or a team of 300 like Justin Bieber has. Yes. I think the team should be recognized. So if you want to take a couple minutes just to tell us about the team that helps y'all be who you are. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to start off by just saying that like we pretty much, I mean, built it from the ground up, me and I, my brother Isaac together. And, and we've been independent for a very long time. Like, and, and um, you know, I went to school at Belmont for, um, wow. Wow. for music business and stuff. But we, I mean, we've done a lot of just research ourselves and kind of figuring it out ourselves on the way. Um, just like, like at the beginning, we would just get together and like book our own gigs and stuff like that. And still like Isaac does a lot of the, the booking stuff for us, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. I help out with that. And, um, but, uh, and, um, but, you know, we, we've worked with uh, a lot of different people along the way that have obviously helped us out. And, and we recently have had a manager in the, in the past uh, year and a half that started working with us. And we're, we're grateful to have him on board. His name is John Jackson. And uh, so he's been helping us for the past uh, year and a half and stuff. Um, yeah, we're based out of L.A., and they, yeah, they do LA, so. entertainment and they do like uh, a lot of Netflix shows and like they so they're oh, brand wow. he actually mm -hmm. managed the Black Crows. So like oh, yeah. oh awesome. Cool. Yeah. 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 Excited to have it. It's called yeah, it's called Jackson Entertainment. And uh they, they helped us get uh we recently did a um a TV show up in Seattle called Bands in Seattle, and, and that was really <laughs> exciting. And it's gonna be uh airing uh, it's going to be the I think one of the first ones on the next season, which it may okay. be a month or two before that's out. Um, yeah. Still, but yeah. Then, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've uh, I I did a lot of our recording um, for mm -hmm. years, and uh, now I've been working with um, we've been working with uh, a few different people over the years that have done a lot to help help shape our like our sound musically and recordings, like uh, a guy named Adam Mitchell. And he's an incredible producer. We worked with him on the first uh, two albums and a couple singles. And uh, he's really amazing at recording. He's based in Nashville now, but we met him up in Washington. And then uh, another guy named Aaron Patrick has been working with uh, me and Isaac a lot on uh, some of our newest stuff. And uh, another producer. And he, he's, uh, um, yeah, just, you know, the recording side helps a lot with that. Um, I, I play a lot of the guitars and stuff on there. Um, but uh, he, he, he adds a lot of things like just production wise, you know, he's kind of a whiz, like can pretty much play on the keyboard and stuff like that. So um, in the mixing and all that. And then, yeah, there's a lot. And then uh, like I do, me and Isaac have done a lot of our video work over the years, too. So like uh, I, I did video in like high school and stuff. And then I just continued kind of doing it. And um, and one of my friends uh good buddies tony salento my childhood friend he he'll still film some of our videos and then i'll edit it and stuff like that well, if we're gonna shout out people that are that are on our team though we gotta shout out our parents they definitely booked a couple of our first shows they always come to our shows they travel and, and oh, they were basically our managers at the very beginning you could just put it <laughs> <laughs> understand that right. 
and they talked us up a lot to a lot of people. So that helped, you know. <laughs> you know, we kind of got a third party too. We did. On the road with us, um, Milo mm-hmm. Moore, our, our bass player, and constantly, um, you know, he's at every gig. And um, but he writes with us a lot, oh, wow. so um, we write songs together um all the time and um yeah and, and he's played on recordings as well so we we do have like a a, a big team you know that we've kind of you know yeah. continue to work with over the over the years i love that and you know yes. we kind of got a third party to our thing i'll go get him real quick okay he, he always comes on to ask one question yes. to each guest. <laughs> and we've got a 20-month-old little daughter that she don't know it yet, but when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show, too. Because <laughs> right. we are a family affairs show. You know, uh, you know, it's funny. And I always say we're a family affair. We're a family affair. And I, and I kept thinking, because we were going to run under the name New Country Media, but we've kind of expanded more than that. And I was like, you know what? We're gonna not, let's do family affair media, you know, and so that's kind of what we're we're kind of build the base for. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Hi guys. <laughs> Got a shirt. A brick wall. That's cool. That's awesome. What's your favorite food? <laughs> Gotta be growing pizza, man, all the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you say pizza? Is that what you said? You said favorite uh, food, right? Pepperoni. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. I'd I'd say you know I I eat pizza and that's probably I take my son out to eat pizza. That's probably the best. <laughs> <laughs> They're all brothers, so kind of like think alike, you know. <laughs> and what's yours, though, Chris? Yeah. What's pizza. yours? Pizza. Yeah, he loves pizza. <laughs> He can eat it all day long. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. That's funny. We got we got a green screen behind us, and that's and he's wearing a green shirt. So he looks like he's wearing a brick shirt. He also <laughs> oh man, that was that seems funny. like that needs to be the thing if that's not already a thing. That's to... a new trend there. He's a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to sign a brick shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so oh God. So if y'all could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh man. Isaac, you want to go first? <laughs> this is a this is the hard one, you know. <laughs> You're gonna well, write with one of those big hit songwriters in Nashville. <laughs> yes. You write with the forty or fifty number ones. No. There's a couple guys that um I've you know that have written a lot of my favorite recent like some a lot of the you know newer country stuff over the past like 10 years and stuff and had a lot of big hits and i just you know they always kind of blow my mind or craig wiseman he's the guy that wrote live uh, like we you were dying and i, oh, I feel oh, like that's, awesome. that's a great song love that cool. song 
him someday because he always comes up with just really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, like a lot of people don't know their names probably that, that are writing all the big hits behind a lot of the big time artists, you know. But um, I, personally, I like to be like really good friends with the people I write. I, I don't like to, you know, write with, people that I don't know. <laughs> right. I just, I, me and Luke write a lot and I just, I feel like I just write the best stuff with him and you know, oh, awesome. bring all my best ideas and I try and do them with, with Luke and I, they, you know, like, if you know somebody, then you know like how they're gonna be and you can be comfortable mm-hmm. in a room with them and I feel that's a big part yeah. of it. I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, we 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 co-write with other people sometimes, especially some of the guys in our band, and then just a few other people every once in a while. But like, yeah, we, I mean, we we've come. I think some of our best stuff that we've done has just been us two together writing. You know, <laughs> it, we do have like a, it's like comfortable together. We know how each other works. Like, we're not scared to try random stuff and see what works. Yeah. Not scared to tell each other that they have terrible ideas or anything like that. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't so, know, you're stuck in a room with somebody who's like writing this idea and they just are really stuck on this idea and you can't tell them that you don't like it and you don't want to write it. You don't want to write it. You know, yeah. So um, this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that same question, because I think I want artists to think on this one, because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost to the T of what she's living right now. It's amazing. She knew where she was going. She did. So knowing that, where do y'all want to be in five years? Hmm. Um. Playing big stadiums, and uh, I'll probably have a house in Nashville, and then uh, ranch up in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, like we hope to be uh, <clears throat> selling out some some big places, getting some of those headlining spots. Um, hopefully, some radio, like a national. Um, mm-hmm. And, or Spotify playlisting because it is shifting more towards that, and and it's a big right, deal yeah. now. Yes. And we've been kind of working on that, and we're going to continue to. But I think once we can get that market, because that's really when your songs can can get the the national, like you know, once we start getting the millions and millions of spins, I think that um, we our music is getting to the point where if we can get that. That exposure that we'll be able to, um, you know, get the fans and just be able to sell out a bunch of places and and continue. Uh, yeah, I hope we're still doing do, doing this, but doing it bigger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we definitely know what what y'all are saying because again, you know, we're a small show, really yeah. just getting off the ground this year, mm-hmm. and we we aspire to be a Bobby Bones or a Ty Bentley, you know, and all that. Yeah, you know, so we're chasing the same dream that y'all are chasing. That's, That's awesome. amazing. Yeah, congrats <laughs> by the way on all the uh, interviews and every, everything you guys have done so far. Like that's really awesome. When I was reading the list and stuff, all the 
all the people you've already uh, interviewed. I mean, you guys got, got a our cool biggest show. one coming next, next Monday, Lee Bryce. Yes. Wow. Tell them the Olsen brothers said hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, <absolutely. laughs> you will if you can tell them. Yeah, now, yeah, so we're excited about where things are going. So, you know, yes. we're still a small show, but we hope to be a big show. But like, you know, like I said earlier, no matter what, we will always be for the rising artists. I mean, we want yes. the bigger artists on, like we said, and they'll come and we'll, and we'll probably have a lot of them as we go down the road. But it's still going to be 75, 80 percent of rising artists. That's just our core. That's mm -hmm. cool. Well, thanks for doing that. That's special. That's a cool. Yeah. All, all the rising artists, I'm sure, will appreciate it like us. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so. Um, and, and, you know, and they seem to love us. So we're, we're excited about that. Yes. Um, so let's say that you look 10 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale. You're Lee Bryce type success since we talked about him. Um, where um, if the people if if who you are now could meet your future successful self, what would you remind them? That he used to be a 60 cent pocket man. <laughs> That's one of our, <laughs> Just one of our original songs, sorry. But that, that is a song that we have written. It's, it's, it's about, um, you know, being broke. And then at the end of the song, yeah, this is the exact scenario you just described happens. It's like, you make <laughs> living in a penthouse suite. And then the, the right. lyric of the song is uh, that I, I'm never going to forget that that 60 cent pocket man. So basically like just, mm -hmm. you know, stay humble. Um, hopefully if, if we're at that point, we'll be able to afford to give back. And I'd mm -hmm. love to yeah. charitable things, um, give back to the community in any way that um, I can. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't know, just keep, uh, you know, uh, we got in it for the love of music, so hopefully I would remind myself to not lose that, which I don't think yeah. I ever will. But, uh, <laughs> like, keep doing it for the love of the music and yeah, and the fans and stuff. Like, don't just start uh, releasing songs like uh, just the worst songs, you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just stay true to yourself, right? Yeah. Well, whatever I release is going to be a big giant hit, so I'll just uh, put it out. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely understand that. Yeah. Now let let's say that you have a friend of yours and you heard him or her singing. There's something special, as Simon Cowell would say. They have that it factor. But they've played only forty or fifty shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd and the crowd's roaring for them. They know they're in the right place and they come to y'all. And they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, what were you, you going to say? Go ahead. Well, the, the best things that have been for us is just to work hard at it and play as many shows in front of as many people as you can because – the more people that play, the more shows you're going to book. They're going to tell other people about you. And just like you're, that's how you're going to get people to, to book you and just write, write, write as much as you can if you're a writer, you know, and, and that's your goal. I think just write. And, and I would tell them that they should try to be a writer because 
if they like if they don't ride at all, I would encourage them to to ride. Like, because like I think yeah. if you you know that's one of the best ways to. I mean, if you're to be an artist, like if you don't ride at all, it's really tough to. I mean. Well, you have People. to get somebody to write your songs then. So <laughs> yeah. if you weren't a writer, then I, I guess we could try and pitch him some songs. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Maybe we just say, all right, you're signed to our new label that we just start right now. Here, here's a bunch of songs hey. that we have in our catalog. You're going to come on tour. That's how, sometimes that's how labels get started, right? All yeah. of a sudden, somebody with a little bit of extra money sees somebody and they're like, you know what? Nobody will sign them. I'll just start a label and sign it myself. Yeah, I, I mean, even yeah. like I've about that, like it would be really fun someday to to be able to do that. But obviously, you need a lot of money, and like, yeah. we're more focused on getting our our career and our music out into the world right now, and that's what we kind of have to be focused on to make to make a career out of it. But you know, if we ever got to that level of like stardom or something, and we had a bunch of money, it would be mm -hmm. fun to. Be sign other artists and work with them. And like, I, I, do, I do producing and stuff too. So like just recording. So it'd be cool to like help, you know, guide people like that and in that way. So as we come to a close here, if y'all want to say how people can reach out to you in any final words. What did you say? Oh, that, reach out to us. Yeah. With, uh, uh, they can go on our Facebook or they can go on our website the Olsen Bros Band.com. Um, Instagram and Twitter. We got it all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, use Twitter yeah. too much, but <laughs> right. Yeah, the Olsen Band. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we put all our new music out there. Spotify too. On Spotify, we we um, putting songs out all the time. Um, and we'll have some Christmas music. Uh, Resurfacing okay. this year on Spotify, some original songs too. Um, we already have it out on a physical copy, which you can't get. I know holiday season's coming up. Gotta get yeah. that stuff. Supper. Yes. So, you know, we really loved having y'all on the show, and we definitely look forward to having y'all back down the road. Right on. Thanks for having us. Sounds All good. Yeah. Thank you.